Good morning, church. How are we doing today? Okay, some of us are awake. Some of us are awake. I tell you, I am so thankful this morning for our awesome worship team, aren't you? Let's give them a hand this morning, man. You know, a lot of times people don't realize the work that's put in, and I'm so thankful for just the many, many volunteers and people that we have that make up our worship team, from the people who lead and play to the people who run tech in the back to even the back room that do the live stream. We appreciate each and every one of you, and I know that there's been numerous times to where they've really saved my bacon, per se. Last week, I was having some issues with my sinuses, and Nate Hartzell really stepped up last minute and had let out those two songs, and then, of course, Sherry and team knocking it out today. And so I'm just so very thankful for them. And it makes it to where I'm able to have the opportunity to do this, to be able to, to preach. And so I'm just, uh, I'm so thankful and honored and humbled to stand behind the pulpit this morning and to be able to bring the word to you today. And so by chance, if you weren't here earlier, my name's Derek. I'm the minister of worship. And uh, today we're going to be finishing up in our series that's titled Kingdom Come. And so if you want to look up uh, the scripture this morning is going to be Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. So I want to get that out early so you can find that so we can go right into it. But today, as we look at the final part of this series, we're going to be looking at the last portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where he is teaching those listening about foundations. Now, Jesus, he's closing with this message with a parable. And so for maybe some in this room, you don't know what that word is. A parable is basically just a simple story used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson. And so it's just his way of being able to teach and for people to be able to understand. And so the idea of this parable is to drive home the importance of obedience. You see, it's not enough to just hear, but to also do what Christ says in his word. Let me say that again because it's important if you want to write this down. It's not enough to just hear, but to also do what Christ says in his word. You see, if a person is to hear and put into practice the things taught in the Sermon on the Mount, the world would say that person's a fool. But we know that if we put our full confidence in the rock, which is Jesus Christ, he is our firm foundation. Amen. And I believe Jesus put this at the end of his teaching to reiterate the importance of your foundation. And so the big idea today is this. Those who are wise enough to build their lives on the words and ways of Jesus will not be destroyed. And so now if you would, if you'd open up your Bible and let's read together Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. And it'll also be on the screen for those that maybe don't have a Bible with you. And it says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Let's pray this morning. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you right now, God, we, we thank you for your word. And God, I thank you this morning that, that you are our firm foundation. And Father, I just ask that, Lord, as, as we take these verses that we just read, God, and as we look at this outline today, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts, God, that you would convict us, Lord, and help us to really come into this and, and examine, God, what is our foundation on? So, Lord God, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Jesus has given his disciples something to live for and something to build their lives on that is secure. He knew that life is filled with twists and turns, and if we haven't built our lives on the foundation of God's word, it will end in ruin. And so if a person builds their life on the word, it will stand up to the storms of life while also securing a more stable future. Now notice in that, in that line there, a more stable. You see, there's things that we're going to face. But we have this promise. And it says, but a life with no foundation will struggle to withstand the storms that we encounter in this life. And so Jesus knew this, and he was teaching his disciples what was at stake when it came to choosing what you build your life on as a foundation, that it's truly a choice. We make a choice. You can't choose when the storms come. You can't choose how long the storms last. But you can choose to build your life on the rock that is Jesus and you see, Jesus was teaching his disciples that what distinguishes those who occupy his kingdom are those or, and those who don't. And this is what they choose to build their life on. And so Jesus lays out this plan to build a life that will stand against the fiercest storms. And so this morning, as we come to this conclusion of his message, Jesus is driving home that choice. He's driving home the powerful invitation to build your life on him. And so our first point this morning is foundation of your life. Foundation of your life. For anyone in this room that is a builder, I know we have some men in here that, that are builders, or maybe just a HDTV connoisseur. We got any of those in here, right? You understand the importance of a strong and solid foundation. It's what everything is built on. And so if there's a problem with the foundation... There will be complications with other areas of the structure you're building. Hence, this example. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> huh. Oh, now this is ridiculous. Is it the nail? Marshall? Is the wall slippery or something? Marshall? No, maybe so it's sort of wrapped in here. Marshall. What? Your apartment's crooked. What do you mean? It was the kind of thing you didn't notice until you noticed it. But once you did notice it, you couldn't not notice it. Lillian Marshall's new apartment was crooked. You see, sometimes that's how it works. You don't know it's crooked until you know that it's crooked. So from unlevel floors to cracks in your walls and even doors that stick or won't shut, the after effects are noticeable and they're frustrating, right? 
And it works the same way when you look at the foundation of your life. You see, when you face storms with a foundation that's on things other than Christ, there is a ripple effect of problems, things that are going to happen. And so with that, maybe it can be personal relationships ending, maybe addiction happens, hopelessness and despair. And this morning, you may be sitting here thinking, what is my foundation built on? And my goal is to get you to really examine where yours is at today. You see, everybody builds a house. Everybody has a philosophy of life that they live in. And so we all make a choice. And some choose to make Christ their foundation, while others build their lives on things of this world. You know, I've been an ordained minister since 2013. And uh, I've had the privilege to preach quite a few funerals along with singing at or, or just attending different funeral services. And uh, that is a time where you will hear about what that individual's foundation was in. And you know, I, I'm sad to say that many times the individual's relationship with Jesus would merely be nothing more than a side note of the service. While there have been others, individuals that I've been to, where there is no doubt that the rock was their foundation. So much so that when you leave that funeral service, you leave it encouraged and filled with hope. Have you ever been to one of those? I know that I have. And so as I was thinking about this point, it got me thinking about my Uncle Don. You see, I had a great uncle that passed away back in November of 1997, and we have a picture here of him. And his name was Don Ford, and even though I was 16 at the time, to this day, I will never forget his funeral service. You see, my Uncle Don, he was saved late in life. Um, and he was truly a changed man after he accepted Christ. And uh, you see, my Uncle Don, like he looks, he's, he's nice, happy, older guy there. But he was a tough individual in his younger days. You see, he was a Golden Glove boxer in St. Louis and an Army Ranger that went on many dangerous um, missions. And so hence, he was someone that you didn't want to mess with. Man, he had a strong exterior. And so he lived in East St. Louis. And for some of you that are familiar with that area, that's a rough area. It's Cahokia, Illinois. And, and he worked hard and he loved his family, but he didn't know Jesus, unlike my Aunt Kathy in that picture, who had been praying for him for decades. And a year before he passed, so in 1996, we're all home, and my dad gets this call that uh, Uncle Don was in the hospital, and the doctors had found that he had a large aneurysm a few inches below his heart on a main artery that was inoperable. And uh, the doctors basically said, hey, at any moment, this thing could burst. And so my, my pops, knowing Uncle Don was lost, he immediately got up, got dressed, and he jumped in his vehicle, and he headed straight to St. Louis, which is an hour and a half away, to share the gospel with him. But to my dad's surprise... Another individual had led my uncle to the Lord a little prior to him arriving to the hospital. And from that moment till he breathed his last breath a year later, Uncle Don was radically saved. I mean, he just wasn't saved. I mean, he was saved. And you knew it. If you were around him, you knew it. You see, 
after he made Jesus Lord of his life, he told everyone, and I mean everyone, about what Jesus did for him. You see, the last year of his life, instead of living in fear that he could drop dead at any moment, he spent every single opportunity that he had to share with people about what Jesus had done for him. It didn't matter if we were at a restaurant. It didn't matter if we were out fishing. It didn't matter if we were at the gas station. It didn't matter. I mean, he went on a world tour, I say that, of telling people about what Jesus had done for him. So much so that I think before my dad knew that he was saved, I think when my dad walked into that room, he was witnessing to the nurse. And so that's how radically saved he was. And so he never let an opportunity pass. So when the Lord called him home a year later, he had previously given strict orders to the pastor that his service was to be a celebration and that everyone was to hear about how the Lord had saved him and that Jesus could save them too. And let me tell you, everyone in that church heard just that, along with many down the street in Annapolis, Missouri, as we celebrated the life of my Uncle Don, as he knew his foundation was on the rock. And so at the end of verse 25... You'll notice the rock represents the Lord himself and the truths that he had been teaching, especially concerning inner transformation, which is vital. You see, the person who follows Jesus builds his life on the unchanging, life-transforming power of God's word. If you build your life on anything other than Jesus, when the storms come, your house will fall either in this life or the life to come, when you stand before him and give an account of what you put your faith and trust in. But as we have looked at the foundation, a person also needs to consider their focus. So that's our second point this morning. Focus of your life. And so we're going to look at two verses, verse 24 and 26. Let's look at it together here. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house. On the rock. And then verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. You see, this is a striking story of two individuals, right? One true believer in verse 24, and then one who has a head knowledge but an empty heart. And in these verses, we see two different individuals that obviously had a different focus and made a choice. And let's be honest this morning. Focus is a huge problem these days, amen? It's a huge problem from technology to activities. It seems Americans are distracted now more than ever before. And unfortunately, for many of us in this room, it's a real problem. I know that I deal with it at times. But Christ is calling us to focus on him and his word. Jesus says, said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You see, hearing and understanding are not sufficient. But being a disciple also requires action. It's easy to say I'm a Christian, right? We can say that. I'm a Christian. But it's a whole nother thing to actually live the life that Christ calls us to live. Let me break it down even simpler with this analogy, okay? 
These days, there's a lot of talk about living a healthy lifestyle when it comes to what a person eats, right? I probably need to do better. But, you see, I may understand how to eat healthy. I can save a bunch of recipes on my Pinterest board, watch a ton of YouTube videos on how to cook and eat healthy and even buy the ingredients and stuff needed to make these healthy meals. But until I start cooking and actually eating these things, am I really being healthy? I mean, to be honest, I've been a faithful member of Planet Fitness for like five or six years. I never go, but I pay my tab, right? It's one of those things that we just kind of fall into. But we have to become real with it. Well, it works the same way with being a Christian. You see, I can buy books, read blogs, post scripture on Insta, go to Christian conferences, and even come to church every single time the doors are open. But if I'm not sharing the gospel with the lost and loving others, well, I'm not accomplishing much as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so when it comes to the focus of your life, where is your time spent? What is your prime focus? Is it on a career? Is it on your significant other? Maybe your kids. Maybe, maybe hobbies. Maybe school. You see, these are all great things and have a place in your life. But if your prime focus isn't on Christ... You're missing the mark. It says in James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, it says this. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You see, there's a gap. Those who hear the words of Jesus and those who do them. It isn't just the hearing and believing, but for you to also apply them to your life and live them out. And here's the thing, I'm not saying one is necessarily greater in the, than the other, but you got to have both. you got to have both. And so it says, uh, you know, as I look at this, it says, in, con- in continuing your obedience, and as we think about obedience, it is not conformity to external commands, but a response to a loving relationship. I know for many that's a hard thing to think about, right? When they think about their Christianity and, and what they believe, you know. Uh, I've talked to individuals of other denominations, and they're like, well, I knew who God was, but it wasn't until I realized I needed a personal relationship with him that everything changed. But now let's look at verse 26 on those who ignore the word. And it says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. You see, foolish people are always in a hurry. They always want a shortcut and quick results. Foolish people build and do things the easiest way possible. Not just because they're in a hurry, but because their lives are somewhat superficial. And unfortunately, Christianity has become very superficial in the American church today. 
There's no deep plowing. There's no spade work. There's no foundation. There's no brokenness of heart. And so for many, there is very little depth in their faith. And so when a storm hits, they end up walking away from their faith and run to other things of this world. And if we're honest with ourselves, most of us are drawn to the easy path, right? We want the easy way with no difficulty, but know this this morning. Disciples are not developed on the path of ease and in Significance. Let me say that one more time. Disciples are not developed on the path of ease and in significance. You talk to any man or woman that has been a strong follower of Christ for many years and asked if, ask them if they've faced adversity or tough trials, and I can guarantee you that they will answer you with one word. Absolutely. Amen for my strong men and women here in this room. You've faced a lot of adversity and a lot of trials, and it just makes you that much stronger and builds your faith. And please hear me this morning. The leadership here at Southgate wants you to come and feel encouraged and hopeful. But if we give you an easy, superficial Christianity that doesn't cost you anything, well, we're not being honest with you or ourselves. Those who, those who build their lives on the rock, Integrate the word, not ignore it. There is a consuming drive to be transformed by his words. And if you follow Jesus and integrate his words into your life, it transforms you and your priorities change. And you purposely live to expand his kingdom. Now think about that for a moment. It truly does change your life. There's many people that I've known that, that have gotten saved a little bit later in life and talking with them, they're just amazed at how, you know, these things that they used to be so passionate about, now they're not as passionate about. And they're more wanting to maybe go on a mission trip instead of that faraway vacation. Maybe they're like, you know what, this is out of my comfort zone to go and help with this ministry, but I'm going to do it. And that's what happens whenever the Lord gets a hold of you and starts transforming your life. And you see, when this happens, your focus then goes from inward and all about yourself to outward and about a lost and dying world. The next thing you know, your priorities change. Instead of focusing on your next vacation, you start saving and planning to go on a mission trip. The things that once seemed to take first priority are now placed further down your to-do list. This is when God will really start to do things in your life that you never imagined, let alone really sought before, you fo before your focus shifted, and it is life-changing. You see, if the focus and priority of your life is living out the life Jesus had for you and not about your own personal success, there are very few things in this life that can beat you down and shake your faith. This is what it means to build the foundation of your life on the rock. But now we're going to look at our last point this morning, and it's facing the storms of your life. Who in here has ever faced a storm? If you don't raise your hand, you're probably not thinking too hard about it. We've all faced storms of different kinds, right? Some really, really hard things, some maybe not so much, but the storms are going to come. 
But let's look at verse 25, 26, and 27. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And whenever it's talking about how it, it fell, this means complete destruction, which is the fate of the foolish person who ignores the teaching of Jesus and decides his own way. We talked about this some in Sunday school class today. where We were talking about, you know, is, is it as good to know something or to really act and do And so a wise man is wise not because of what he knows, but because of what he does. He builds his house on the words and ways of Jesus Christ. His word anchors us, and let me assure you that yesterday, today, and forever, that anchor will hold. And as we think about the storms of life, they can be extremely difficult, right? They can be so hard. When we face disappointment, discouragement, despair, and even depression can set in. And all of this is amplified when we haven't built our life on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Storms test what your faith is in. And if your foundation is built on anything other than Christ, it will fail. Hear me, church. If your foundation is built on a political party, on a person, an organization, or anything other than Jesus Christ, it will fail. It'll fail. But He is that solid rock. We must be guarded and and truly examine ourselves and see what is our foundation. Is it on the rock or something else? And in full transparency this morning, I can tell you that even though I'm behind this pulpit this morning preaching to you, I've messed up, I've said things, and even done things that I shouldn't. And I know better. I was raised in a church by godly parents and a godly family, yet there have been times that I have struggled with my foundation. So much so that my faith and love for Christ at times have waned. But God always reminds me, of his love for me and reminds me when I first asked him to be Lord of my life during that revival service back in the spring of 1988 and what he has done in my life since. I remember the spiritual markers that I've placed to remember when he came through and did huge things in my life and let me assure you that those markers are anchored in the rock. Storms are going to come and trials are going to happen. And maybe this morning you're getting ready to face a storm or maybe you have been in one for months or even longer and it's hard, right? And it hurts and you might feel like your hope is fading, but friend, hold fast for Jesus is there and he is not going to fail. Let me repeat that. He is there and he is not going to fail. He keeps his promises and is a man of his word. 
And so draw close to the Lord with prayer and know that His presence is near. And no matter the outcome, because sometimes it's not the outcome we want, right? Sometimes we have loved ones that they're not healed. But we have to remember that He is there. That He's there to hear our cries, to share our burdens, and is ready to give comfort and restore us. No matter how broken down your life may seem or or feel, God can and does come into our lives, and He will restore us. Those who are wise enough to build their lives on the rock of the words and ways of Jesus will not be destroyed. And so as the worship team makes their way up this morning, I ask that you bow your head and close your eyes this morning, and let's take time to examine our lives in foundation. What is your life built on? You see, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you will be tempted to build your life on the sand. You will be tempted to build your life on anything that isn't Jesus and called a fool. But it's truly a choice that everyone must decide. So this morning, if you've never followed Christ, if you've never asked Him to be Lord of your life, Your first step is to begin by trusting Him with your life. It begins with following Him as your Lord and Savior. And you may not know what that looks like, but it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, it says this, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you'd like to make this decision today, I'll be up here along with others and we ask that you come forward this morning or find me or another church leader after the service and we'd be happy to walk you through this process. Or maybe today you're a follower of Christ, but you've ignored this parable in some way, shape, or form and and you've built your life on something else. Well, today is the day to start over. You see, you can't change the past, but you can change your direction and make Christ the cornerstone and full foundation. Don't continue to build your life on the pursuits that are not eternal. And if you're in the middle of a storm right now, or if you're feeling lonely, depressed, discouraged, would you allow Jesus to renew your life this morning? For there is hope found in him. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as as we come to you right now, God, I thank you for who you are, God. You are that solid rock. Father, you are that firm foundation. And so, Lord, I pray for those in this room, for those that are watching at home, God, that you would speak to their hearts this morning, Father. Lord, for those maybe in this room or at home that don't know you. God, I pray today be the day that they say yes. God, that today be the day that they quit trying to build that foundation with sand, God, and that they look to you to be their rock. And Father, I pray for those in this room, Lord, that, man, they've just been having a tough time. Maybe their focus has just been taken off of you. God, I pray that today be the day restore that, God, that they that they they look at you again and that they trust you, God, that they, they ask
ask you to forgive them of where they failed and help them to move forward, God. Lord, we love you, God. We thank you for your word and for who you are. We ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning, as we stand and as we sing, I want to encourage you to bring it to the altar this morning.